Danny J. And I'm Jill Coleman. Welcome to the Best Life Podcast. Here, we talk about everything from success, money, relationships, and entrepreneurship to productivity, honest communication, positive psychology, and how to cultivate an abundance mindset. Make money, travel the world, deepen your relationships, live full out. This is the best life. We are here in the Vegas studio. Woohoo! And uh, this is Danny J. And this is Jill. And we're going to talk about something that I have wanted to talk shit about <laughs> for a long time. Okay, so I'll just start with a little story. Um, I mean, it's it's one prod program, but really it's yeah. a whole idea. It's a whole idea. Yeah, it's a program. It's a whole idea. It's not just the program, but it's a program. Um, so backstory is I basically had a bet with my boyfriend and we were both working on these deals and basically it's a real estate kind of thing. Don't need to tell the whole thing, but we made this bet that if he, I told him if he gets a deal first, he said he was going to do the laundry that was on the bed that's been literally clothes (laughs) on the bed that have been there for months. Like, I don't know if you have this, but I don't mind doing laundry, but I hate folding. I hate folding. Don't like putting my shit away. And I have some stuff in one bedroom and some stuff in another room. So I'm like back and forth. It's just, I don't know. It's tedious to me. And I really just hate it. I know some people love folding. So he said he would put the laundry away. And then he said, if he wins, then I was going to have to do 75 hard and post about it every day on social media. So if you don't know what 75 hard, and first off, I hate 75 hard. I hate the idea of it. So that's why he was going to make me do this. So if you don't know what 75 hard is, it is a, I even hate to call it a program. It's a challenge, I guess. It's a challenge, yeah. It's a challenge. Which, when it was derived, it was like supposed to be for more like mental fortitude Mm. and mental strength. But it has turned into a like diet industry sort of hardcore challenge. Think like old school P90X meets Mm -hmm. Whole30 sort of a thing. Yes, so 75 hard, Andy Frisella, I believe, created it. And I think he just made up a challenge for himself. 75 days, yeah. yeah. So yeah, it was to build mental toughness. And you basically have to follow this for 75 days. And it is, I think you do a diet. So you can Any pick diet whatever you want. diet you, you want. You just got to stay on a diet. Yep. Stick to a diet for 75 days. You have to drink a gallon of water every day. You have to read 10 pages of a book a day. You have to do two 45-minute workouts, and one of them has to be outside. Um, You have to take progress pictures every single day, and if you fail at any of those things, you have to start from scratch, back to day one. So if you're at day no no drinking, right? Yeah, no drinking. Um, So if you're at day 69 and you forget to get your second work stop, work stop, you forgot to get your second workout in, then you have to go all the way back to day one and do all 75 days in a row. So I have so many issues with this whole thing. So anyway, if I lost the bet, I would have to do this. So anyway, I did lose the bet. And luckily, Jeff had told me he would do 75 hard with me. And I think he realized he didn't want to do it either. And his birthday was coming up in less than 75 days and we would want to have a drink. So we decided to kind of do a modified challenge for ourselves because the reality was we don't necessarily want to do this mental toughness. We just wanted to get back to consistency. So we're doing like a 30 minute workout. Um, 
drinking a little bit more water. We don't even have an amount and we're doing a little bit of cardio and you know, we're just basically trying to be more consistent. That's it. Um, but we wanted to talk about these challenges that can be more detrimental. So there's actually a guy who I'm not going to say his name. He has a very, very big following, um, did 75 hard. He thought, I think he tried to do it to lose weight and he's, he is very overweight, but he actually started to gain weight during it. And you would think that if you're following a diet, you're doing two workouts a day, you're drinking water that you would lose weight. But as we have talked about on this podcast before, when we were going through our fitness competition days, you can really F up your metabolism and actually your body can go the opposite way. And so these kind of extreme things, I feel like while they might seem in the moment, like a mental toughness challenge or that you're going to get, I don't know, some kind of body goals hit at the end of it, then what, like then what at the end? And also are you hurting yourself in the process? Mm -hmm. So I know many people who've done 75 hard and they were like, Oh, I got great results. You know, they post some great before and after pictures, but I'm like, let's see you 75 days after 75 hard. Yeah. I mean, I think this is, this is just the newest one on the block, mm -hmm. but I mean, I think a lot of this started with, I mean, even if you think about like elimination diets, I mean, honestly the OG competition diet. I mean, so the, I think this is why Danny and I feel so strongly about this. Obviously you guys know that we practice moderation, we practice mindfulness and it has taken us years and years and years to get to the point where we have a good relationship with food, a good relationship with our body and actually feel like fit and healthy after so many years of quote looking healthy, but maybe not feeling healthy. Danny was very open about how she went through her like full blown adrenal fatigue, took her several years to like get her metabolism back online, dealing with thyroid stuff. For me, you guys know that it took me about three full years to go from like this all or nothing, super like strict deprivation, then binge competition diet into a more moderate lifestyle. And we've done several episodes on relationship with food and, you know, moderation and mindfulness and all these kind of things. So I think this is an example because it's the one that's the most current. But I mean, I think honestly, we've seen this with things like elimination diets, competition diets, cutting out whole food groups. You've seen this with Whole30 especially too. And Whole30 has the same mentality. So Whole30 is an elimination diet. Mm -hmm. And the idea behind it is to understand your body better, to understand what your body can tolerate. You know, I guess the idea is that so many people have so much like, just put so much junk in their body that it's like, so for 30 days, you're going to do no caffeine, no alcohol, no sugar, like no processed food, all these kind of things. And really get your, and it, like, I think the idea is a, in theory, it makes a lot of sense, right? So it's like a, from a marketing perspective, people are like, yes, I want to feel clean. I want to mm -hmm. feel healthy. I want to, and we get that, right? Get, a, get rid of toxins or quote unquote toxins or whatever you want to say. But the problem with that is if you have any of those things, then you have to start back at day one. Mm -hmm. And so the reason why we're talking about this is because I did, because Danny's challenge, but also I did a, like we talked about this in the podcast, I did like what I was calling health month in April. And one of the things that I was doing or one of my goals for health month was to walk 12,000 steps a day. And there were, I don't know, four or five, maybe three, four or five days over the course of April that I didn't hit 12,000 steps. Could you imagine if I hit like 10,500 and I was like, well, I guess I'm just going to give up because I ruined it. Yeah. And this 
to me, this whole attitude of if you didn't do it perfect, you have to go to the beginning again is literally the reason why so many people who both of us have worked with and continue to work with get in such deep trouble. And I just recognize it because it's how I felt too. And it's this very all or nothing extreme way of doing things, which I understand the appeal of extremes. I mean, that's the, that's literally why products like CrossFit or P90X did so well because it, it preyed on people's uh, desire for these overhauls, especially if you are someone who maybe doesn't feel comfortable in your body. Maybe you do feel like you have to lose body fat or you do feel like you just, your clothes aren't fitting. You have this desperation of like, I just need this. I need to get lean. I need to get this off. I don't like the way I feel. I feel uncomfortable. And that's valid. But the problem is that extreme measures lead to extreme rebounds. And so Dan and I had this conversation. I don't think it's the length of time. I think it's the extremity. You know, we see these things a lot like seven-day detox or five-day challenge or whatever. So when I did Health Month, I was very, very like aware of the fact that I wasn't going to do any extremes. On average, I was probably averaging like nine to 10,000 steps a day on average in general. So for me to bump it to 12K steps, yeah, I had to be a little bit more mindful, but it wasn't like a complete overhaul of my lifestyle. And I didn't do anything wild with my diet. I didn't do any extreme cardio, nothing like that. It was just being more mindful about a couple of things like sleep and getting outside more and like things that are actually enjoyable too. You know, so I think that's a big part of it is if you do have health and fitness goals, figure out a way to make these things enjoyable. Like I personally love the idea of reading more, you know, like I love that part of the challenge. Cause I'm like, yeah, more people should be reading more books. Like to me, that's great. But why 10 pages? So fucking arbitrary. Right. That was my big, one of my big things with 75 hard to begin with was how arbitrary the entire thing was. The 75 days was arbitrary. The 10 pages, the gallon of water a day was arbitrary. The The 245 minutes. That's extreme. And I know like you can do, you can walk and like you can do whatever. It's too extreme, man, for most people's metabolism. I even thought an outside was ridiculous because I go, well, I don't know where Andy lives, probably in like Florida or California. But I remember hearing about this in the wintertime when I was in Wyoming. I was like, yeah, it'd be really fucking easy to do one workout outside and you live in Florida. But if you're in Cheyenne, Wyoming in November and you're doing 75 hard, like that's not even safe. It's actually ridiculous. And that makes it way harder. So I would actually really love to talk to people who have done this successfully Mm -hmm. and were changed by it. Like to me, that to Mm -hmm. me is like, I'm, I'm interested in that not only change right after, because I think there's this feeling of like, I did it. I feel accomplished. Like they give you a little thing where you can check off each day. How about to your point, 75 days after that Mm -hmm. and then next year. Right. So we were talking about this today and this is why we wanted to do an episode on it. I actually remember I got a message from a woman on Instagram a couple of years ago and she had done, if you guys have ever done whole 30, a lot of times people do these multiple times, right? So they yeah. do the 30 days and then they do another 30 days, they do another 30 days. And I, I, I think, and we know this intuitively, it feels good. It feels organized. Okay, I'm doing all the things. The problem is if you're doing it multiple times and it's not a lifestyle, it's not sustainable yeah. by nature. But she had done a couple, she had done a bunch of whole 30s and um, I think she felt really, and I think this is why we enjoy these extremes because you do feel in your power when you're doing them. Remember, you were two weeks out from your competition. How like amazing did you feel? You just felt like I'm yeah. in control. I got this. I feel good. I feel like, you know, you just feel, I don't know how to describe it, organized. You feel aligned. You feel good. 
the problem is it's unsustainable. A competition diet, you can't leave your fucking house. You can't go to restaurants. You can't travel. You can't like be anywhere where you're not in complete control of your food and your exercise and your sleep and you're micromanaging everything in your life. And so anyway, she reached out to me and she just said, Jill, you know, I see that you have moderation 365 and I am desperate. I feel literally, so I said, I feel so lost mm-hmm. after doing this and I just don't know how, but she's also like, and I've also regained a whole bunch of body fat and I want to get this belly flat. And like, she had all these things she was saying, this is an average person. This is not like, you know, someone who's in the fitness industry. And I just felt so sad for her because there's just nowhere to look like literally. And then I tell someone, of course, I'm like, great, it's going to take a year. Like, you know, and sometimes people just don't want to wait that long. And I'm like, okay, we can do moderation and mindfulness and whatever. It's like, it's not hardcore enough if you're used to hardcore solutions. Yeah. So it's not the length of time, 75, 30, 45, whatever. It's how extreme these programs are. Yeah. It's, it is the extremes and it is the mentality behind it. And I love a challenge. Like I, I love a challenge. I love a good five day challenge, whatever, like business challenges, all of these things, but it is looking at like sustainability and if it's harming you in the long run, um, and I think just, I don't know, it's, it's about the lifestyle and I, I don't know, I just had such a, I had such an issue with the 75 heart. I was a lot more like upset about it probably a year and a half ago. I was like, what is this stupid thing? Well, we had a friend who like didn't get a second workout in quote, a second workout in. he was on like day, like 50 something. And so he posted on his stories. He was like, well, I guess I'm going to start back at day one. And yeah. I was, and you know what he did? He didn't start back yeah. at all. He was done. When I saw people doing these 75 hard and they were like 1145 at night outside because they're like, oh, I would travel today. I have to get my second workout in. And they're in the dark. Do you think that it would be better to just go to bed? Yes, exactly. From a physiological standpoint. (laughs) Exactly. And so I'm going, I get it. And I do understand like I've run, I ran one marathon. I always say it was, I never want to say never, but it was likely my last. I don't think I'll ever run another marathon. Don't think I need to. So I understand setting a big goal and and wanting to just have a challenge and just see if you can do it. So that part I get, but to what, like, I guess you, I guess you have to ask yourself why you are doing the thing. So if you are doing 75 hard to say, like, I just want to give myself a challenge. And this even goes back to my, our episode about like the water, the ice water challenges is do we need to make our lives so much harder because you don't have enough going on in your life? Or what kind of challenges can you do that, that are making you feel competent and confident without making you feel like a failure? I yeah. think these yeah. can really turn it around to where you feel like you're a failure, like you suck, instead of giving you something that's challenging, that you're growing, and that you're doing something good for your body. I, it doesn't make sense to me if you're traveling and this is 75 days and you can't miss a day that you're out side running in the rain at 1145 at night because you're trying to get it in before midnight. Like that just seems so ridiculous to me. Yeah. I mean, you know, and asking someone after they've accomplished the 75, if they feel good, I'm sure they're going to say yes. Just like you and I felt like a million bucks up on stage. Right. But then what? Yeah. But then. And my marathon, I felt great that I did it because I was like, cool. I accomplished it. Amazing. I could say I ran 26.2 miles. I couldn't fucking walk for two weeks after my body was killing me. It was the worst. I hated. it. I, after that, I was like, I don't want to run again. I didn't do any 5Ks again after that. I didn't want to do any mud runs after that. I was really like done with running. Um, and I'm not saying that's everyone's experience, but I do think that doing something to say you did it is cool. That's like, 
we can all do that. Even like bikini But it's not a strategy. It's not a long-term no, strategy, right? Long-term that's strategy. the thing. Like, yeah. So this gal who messaged me was trying to use Whole30 as a diet. No. And I'm like, that's yeah. not a forever strategy. No. And, you know, we have um, – so I did Health Month, and I had someone reach out to me afterwards and say, um, you know, I would really like to do something like this, but I'm really worried – that if I start adding a bunch of stuff, and this is really astute, actually. Mm-hmm. She said, I'm worried if I add a bunch of cardio and add a bunch of extra stuff that now my metabolism is going to get used to that level of activity mm-hmm. and I'm going to have to keep doing it and keep doing it. And I responded back and I said, this is really astute. And like, you know, congratulations to you for like recognizing that, yeah. that, that you could potentially rebound and your you know metabolism could compensate. I said, but it needs to be small changes. Yeah. You know, it needs to be going from like 10,000 steps a day to 12,000 steps, sleeping like seven hours to sleeping eight hours, right? Like these really small things that your metabolism can keep up with. Mm-hmm. But if you're like a fucking couch potato and then you're like, I'm doing 75 hard today, not only are you going to like rebound like crazy, but you're going to break your fucking metabolism. Yeah. You know, your body's not primed for that. It's just not primed for that. Hey besties, we want to let you know about the happiness diet. The happiness diet is a program created just for people like you, people who want to be more confident, have more compassion for yourself, get some clarity around your purpose and have some more belief in yourself. If you find yourself struggling, stuck, just in a weird spot or transition in your life, Jill and I created this program just for you. Um, go over to the happiness It is a life-changing program. There's so much content in here. I, we should we should charge triple quadruple amount for it, but we want you to have it. We want to help you get out of your own way. So check it out right now, the happiness diet.com. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I get it though, from like a marketing perspective, right? Doesn't it just feel so good? We love a good like challenge, yes. a good plan. We love a good, like, it feels organized. Like got my shit together, go to the grocery store, get the stuff, get the workouts, get the, you know, the spreadsheet, whatever it is. Yeah. But it does feel like, you know. It is tricky. I was thinking about as a marketer and as somebody who maybe wants to put on something, I think that's usually where your program is supposed to fill in the gaps, right? right? So you do a challenge as a way to get people in. Uh, yeah, build momentum. In, yeah. And, and then move into sustainability. And move into sustainability. And I think what's what happens with like this, there was no, there was no, pro, like this was the program. So there was no sustainable end. And 75 days to do this and then have no sustainable end, it just was kind of leaving people hanging. And I know that's, this guy just made it up. It was more for him. And I think he did it and other people jumped on board. And I think it's also a lesson in when you have influence as an influencer, like careful about what you're influencing. I mean, people have their own choice. They can do what they want. They can choose. Nobody's holding a gun to anyone's head to make them do 75 hard or whole 30 or anything. But maybe this conversation is just really to have you think more critically about these challenges you may or may not be doing, why you're doing them and what you're expecting from them. And then what's your sustainability plan? I'm all for doing a little, like, I don't know, a kickstart or whatever, if you feel like you need that. Um, But I think there does need to be some kind of thought ahead as to how you are going to live the rest of your life instead of this next 12 weeks or these next 60 days or these next seven days what's after that because we just can't keep doing back-to-back challenges to maintain our body or our fitness and I I saw this in the bikini world too girls would 
in order to stay in shape, they're like, I have to have a competition. Right. So I'm like, that's, that's how a I was. really expensive way to stay in shape. I was going to say it was a weight loss method <laughs> yeah. for me. I was like, yeah. all right, I'm just going to like gain weight in the off season. And then as long mm-hmm. as I have a show date in yeah. place and I got to start date in place and it feels organized, yeah. right? It feels like we love the idea of being on a plan and, you know, kind of just being an, engaged in something. So I'm curious, we do, you know, I mean, I think a lot of people listening would be like, this sounds great, but I do really have goals. Mm-hmm. You know, I do really have body goals or performance goals or whatever. Yeah. What would you tell someone who's, you know, is like, I want to lose 20 to 30 pounds and I don't feel comfortable in my body. And I feel like I just need to do something drastic because I just am desperate. The thing with drastic (laughs) is I feel like drastic has drastic consequences. Like you said, the rebound. Um, You know, I I was a trainer for a good, close to a decade. And I remember I'd have this, this client could be anyone because it was nearly all of them. But they would come in and they they would say they wanted to work out six days a week. And I was like, okay, that sounds great. How many days are you working out now? Zero, of course. So I, I'm always at the, I always want people to win. So I said, why don't we just set your goal at three days a week? If you work out six, then like you get bonus. Like, yes, you did extra days. Great. But if you only work out three, you still hit your goal. I would rather have you like set your goal for three and over like hit it over Mm -hmm. then set your goal for six. And then what if you only putting finger quotes, only work out five or four, then you'd missed your goal and you feel bad about yourself. Mm So I know like Grant Cardone is more about 10x, like hit a goal so far out there you can't. And there's that quote about shoot for the, st- the stars, at least you'll land on the moon. But I'm kind of in the more like, uh, <laughs> like shoot for the bridge. And then if you cross over it, then yay. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I think with your, the, with body stuff though, there is an asterisk, right? Yeah. So like career stuff. Yes. Like I'm a very big, I'm big on, you guys have heard me talk about the as of principle before. I'm big on like. Yeah, act as if, you know, go into a launch thinking you're going to fucking make a million dollars. Go into, you know, your business thinking you're going to, you know, create a 10 million. Like to me, I think that really is because you, because you start taking the actions of that person, right? You start, but there's not a lot of negative consequences to that, right? There's some expectation management type stuff. You got to buffer. We've definitely experienced that personally with clients where, they come in and I remember how a client being like, I want to make, you know, a hundred grand in the next 90 days. And I was like, you just literally started your online business last week. So probably that's not going to happen. So I think then when they don't, there's definitely some expectation management you have to, mm-hmm. you know, kind of go through. But for the most part, I don't see a huge downside in that. I love people coming in, willing to work, super excited, want to go all in, you know, big goals, whatever. I think when it comes to body stuff, we really have to, and you, you know this better than anyone, we really have to pay attention to the stress on the metabolism yeah. and the physiology because here's the deal is your your brain, like <laughs> psychologically, intellectually, you can be like, I'm ready to fucking go. You don't understand, Danny and Jill. I just want to go. I want to do something hardcore. I'm just ready. I believe you. But your physiology yeah. might have other plans, yeah. right? So like you, if you're extreme exercise, extreme diet, like you might be like, again, this is the reason why Danny and I both fought so long to not have to take a break. You yeah. know, like when you were going through your adrenal stuff and you kept trying to like force it, force it, force yeah. it, because your brain was saying, I need to do more. I should be doing more. But your body was like, sorry, bitch. Yeah. Like you're sorry. Like, no. Yep. So that's the part about it, right? You can have the intention. You can be intellectually there. 
but your body would have other plans. Yep. And our body is not a math equation. And some of the, the messaging out there is harmful. Like calorie people just make it so simple. Calories in calories out. As long as you burn more than you eat, that's what's hard about it. It's just math, but it's not true. Like if you literally do the math, you can, you can say, okay, 500 calories a day. And that's how many pounds a week. And I could, and you could do the math on paper and lose 10 pounds in a week and then do the same math the next week and lose two pounds. And maybe the first was like, you lost water weight. It was the beginning and you were there's, I've had clients lose a hundred pounds in seven months. And I remember the first two weeks, it was like five pounds here. Then it was two pounds. It was slow. And then there'd be a bigger week and then there'd be a smaller week, but it happened over time. It was week to week, consistent, slow weight loss and slow and steady. It's so stupid, but slow and steady wins the race. Like you lose two pounds a week. And you keep that up, that's 104 pounds uh, in a year. So if you literally probably can't lose two pounds a week no. consistently unless you are very, unless you have a lot of weight to lose. So you can't just sit there and go, well, if I do the math and I'm burning 2000 calories on my spin bike and then I'm doing 800 calories, like first off, those calorie counters don't work the best. You don't know exactly what you're burning and our body isn't a math equation like that. We're not like a bank account where you can just withdraw a certain amount, put a certain amount in, and you know exactly what you're going to get. Because there's, like Jill said, there's hormones, there's stress, there's so many other factors. There's our metabolism that starts to regulate. It's like a governor, you know, mm-hmm. if you, there's certain, there's cars that have a governor on them. So mm-hmm. you can't go, you might see in your speedometer, it goes 150 miles an hour. You floor that thing. And I guarantee your car is not going to go that fast. There's a governor on there to keep it from going that fast. And we have Mm-hmm. We have things in place for our body to self-regulate. If you've to- ever gone on a diet and mm-hmm. then you start to feel starving all the time, yep. it's not because you're a weak person. It's yeah. not because you don't have any willpower. It's literally your body being like, bitch, you need to eat. Mm-hmm. Like, sorry, but you just do. Our body's built for survival. That's it. It's not built for our fun games that we want to do. No, and, like, I mean, challenges. I wish, right? <laughs> exactly. That's the thing. And like, you know, I mean, I understand the mental toughness piece and whatever, And I agree with you. I think like, you know, I don't know why we need to go and like artificially create mental like barriers. I feel like there's enough. Um, And I don't know that we have, to be honest, I don't think we have like an epidemic of like, you know, not mental tough people. I think we have an epidemic of people who want to do extreme diets. Yeah. So I don't even think when someone starts 75 hard, they're not going, I want to be mentally tough. Like that's not a selling point, you know, instead they're going, I want to lose weight and I want to do something hardcore. And you know, everyone who does this looks fit or whatever. But I think you really have to filter it through like, is this, and that's why, you know, something like that, I just know myself so well that there's no fucking way that I would do something extreme. Even when I was doing health month, Danny and I were laughing because we were talking about it earlier. And I was like, the stuff that I did like wasn't even hard. It was stuff like go outside more and <laughs> sleep an extra sun. hour. Like <laughs> it literally was not even hard. I was like, get uh, get vitamin IVs. The hardest part about that was just the fact that it was an errand that I had to do, you yeah. know? So I think I refuse to, and I know you do too. Like I absolutely refuse to do anything extreme at this point because I know that it's going to come back tenfold in the other direction. I just fucking know it. And so I think you have to recognize your patterns and recognize like if you are in this all or nothing sort of way of thinking, the only way to pull yourself out of an all or nothing way of doing things is to do something in the middle, right? Like that's why moderation exists. It's like, hey, the answer isn't to stop binge eating. The answer isn't to stop depriving yourself. The Mm -hmm. answer is to cut to the middle so that your physiology 
will stop pushing you in these directions. And I get it. You know, if you have moments where you overindulge, you want to, like all of us do, be like, oh, I need to tighten up. I need to do it better. I need to like be better. I need to like, and you start blaming yourself about it. I need to have better willpower. I'm too weak, whatever. We've all done it. But that's the exact opposite thing to do. And it sucks when you're in that place because you're just like, all I want to do is like lose this weight or I want to be better or whatever. But that's not how it works. Mm -mm. This is not how it works. No, it's so good. And I like what you said about like the answer is in the middle. And that's the thing that nobody wants to hear, but it's the truth and finding that peace. And I'm glad you brought up about the business goals versus body because yes, like goals for maybe your finances, goals for your relationships can be different. But I do think it's important to not have these extreme body goals because we just, we don't control all the variables. We try to, and that's what feels good is we feel like we're in control, but we can't control every variable. And our body is not a math equation and it doesn't always work like we want it to on paper. And that can feel frustrating and you can feel defeated. And then it does the opposite of what it's supposed to do. It's supposed to help you build your confidence. And instead it's making you feel worse. It makes you feel like you don't have any self-efficacy. Your self-esteem feels worse. And it's just all around sucks. It's Mm -hmm. a losing, it's a losing. I'm trying to think about the equivalent would be in business. Like maybe you come online and you're like, all right, I like don't have a business, but I just want to, I'm going to post three times a day for 75 days. Yeah. And I'm like, even that, would burn you out, right? Yeah. So the end of 75 days, you're like, I don't even look at social media, right? Like I just want to be on, I want to get off. But here's the difference. Those 75 days of you posting have value still, yeah. right? They move the needle for you. So even if you take time away because you can't stand it anymore, mm-hmm. you come back, you still have that asset. That's different, right? Than your body where you go, you absolutely rebound, Yeah, you know? So it's like, yeah, after 75 days of posting three times a day on social media, you want to just be off Instagram. I get it. But all that work you did over the 75 days don't go to shit because you took a break. Yeah, They still count. This still matters. It's still part of your cumulative, you know, like value. Yeah. I would love to hear, you know, folks I want to hear have, someone who's done it successfully and has, has really had a change from it, like long-term change. Yeah. From something I would like too. This. And it's, you know, I think everyone gets to have their own experience. You know, if you want to try it, sounds good to you and you want to, if like, again, if you want to run a marathon, if you want to do an ultra marathon, if you want to get on stage and do a bikini show, not saying you shouldn't, just saying think about a future sustainability plan and what are your goals and what are you doing it for? It's really just about being introspective, being real with yourself, because once it turns into a, a way to manage your body or a way to keep your weight down or something like that, that's when the trouble starts. And that's when we start getting messages a few years down the line going, I can't stop. It's become an obsession. I, I can't like not do this and I don't know what else to do. And that's when it sucks. It just really sucks. I know. It's funny, actually. um, I forgot what I was going to say, but I'm sure it was really good. (laughs) I'll save it for the next episode. Thank you guys so much for um, just all the questions you guys have and just like, you know, with the DMs and the, you know, questions, comments, and all of that stuff that you guys hit us up with. It just really makes a difference. And we're always looking for ideas from you guys where your heads are at. And we've gotten a lot of questions and DMs lately. Thank you guys so much. And as usual, would love any ratings and reviews. We haven't gotten any reviews in a while, but... Maybe people are scared after we told them that if they left us less than a five star, we'd call them out on the on the podcast. Yeah, leave us a great review and we'll call you out and tell everyone to follow you. So if you want to build your Ooh. social media following. We'll... Actually, we did say that we we're going to start reading some of the good ones too. We weren't just going to give airtime to the 
the less than five stars. Yeah. Okay. We'll do that. We'll on definitely next do that next time. All right, guys, you guys are the best. Thank you for listening. And just thank you so much for being here and your support as always. We'll see you on the next episode. See ya. Bye guys. Bye.